0: It's the Smart Driving Cars Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have another important guest in store for you. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETF's Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have another important guest in store for you. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, Symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan.
1: Hey, good morning, Fred, on such a bright and sunny morning here in New Jersey. It's actually pretty nice in Jersey today.
0: Sure is. And we are very happy to have with us for this special edition, Kelly Funkhauser, the Program Manager for Vehicle Interface, Head of Connected and Automated Vehicles at Consumer Reports. Thanks so much for joining in once again, Kelly.
2: I'm so happy to be here again.
1: Great to have you again with us, Kelly.
0: This month, uh, you're out with a report titled, Active Driving Assistance Systems Test Results and Design Recommendations. Let's start out, Kelly, with a a bit of an overview of what this report is.
2: Sure. So this is basically a head-to-head ranking uh, of all of the driver assistance systems that are available in the market today. And over the past couple of years, we've really seen an explosion in the availability of this technology. And it is pretty much widespread all across the industry. I think there's only one manufacturer that sells in the United States that doesn't have at least one vehicle that you can get both adaptive cruise control and lane keeping assist on. So pretty much any brand uh, that you're looking for, you can get these two technologies on a car that are able to um, regulate your speed, so adaptive cruise control, and also try to keep you in the lane for lane keeping assist. But all of the implementations and performance of these systems really widely vary. And so we wanted to create this report to inform consumers of the differences in the technologies, both the performance and some of the safety aspects of the system to have to allow them a more informed uh, choice when they go to purchase a vehicle.
0: And breaking this, breaking this out from your typical car rankings was an important thing to do?
2: Yeah, so the testing of the ADAS systems is not part of our overall score of our road test report right now. Um, we are looking into the possibility of adding it in the future, particularly because we see a high value in the safety of having driver monitoring systems in the car. And one of the use cases for a driver monitoring system is pretty largely tied to use of these automated systems in vehicles. And so we're looking at the potential of adding them in the future, but right now they are not part of the overall score because we try to keep that more safety related and these we don't classify as safety technologies right now.
0: before we get into the nuts and bolts and I know Alan wants to jump in describe for us how you went about doing this because you wanted to to do this in, in the in real world scenarios so how did you go about doing that?
2: Right so it's important that we test these vehicles, these systems really both on the track, for some of the driving behaviors that may be a little risky to do on the road so we can do them safely in our enclosed um, track. And then we also really wanted to test them in the real world because there's so much randomness and unpredictable scenarios that you can find in the real world. So we did a 30 mile loop near our, our test track in Connecticut. And we use that same loop and would do it a couple of times to make sure that Um, you know, if we did encounter a tricky situation or there was an anomaly, we would do this loop over and over until we were sure that the results that we were getting were consistent.
1: So you created an operational design domain for yourself, if we could put that term on it, which is your 30-mile loop, which is appropriate. Which you then make sure that hey, you, at least you can it can be done with uh, somebody closely watching it, which is of course uh, the right thing that should be done. And that's that's really that's really great that you did it. I just wanted to jump in a little bit on the on the cruise control, the adaptive cruise control. I like to call it intelligent cruise control as opposed to stupid cruise control. Uh, <laughs> Um, it, it 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 does not only uh, the regulation of the speed, but it also does the regulation of the distance between you and the and the vehicle in front of you or the object in front of you, which is the key piece, correct? I mean, uh, that's that's kind of the
2: that's that's the one important. of the key pieces, I think, yeah, in adaptive cruise control. So part of uh, one of the five categories that we used for testing is capability and performance. So the capability and performance testing of adaptive cruise control, Yes, we looked at the following distance between the our vehicle that we're in and a leader vehicle. And we did this at multiple di- of different speeds. And within the car, you can adjust that gap uh, distance. And so we tested it at both the nearest and the furthest as well as whatever the center or default was um, to see if there was, um, you know, maybe the nearest distance was still kind of too far away that would allow for a whole bunch of other cars to keep cutting in. And then we would have to, the system would keep breaking and things like that. Um, So we looked for a range of kind of comfortable gap distance uh, but we also looked at the stop and go aspect of adaptive cruise control. So most cars that have adaptive cruise control now will come to a full stop. There's very few left that don't. Um, But it's really important that adaptive cruise control does come to a stop and doesn't turn off at a certain threshold, like 18 miles per hour, which some do, because what's happening in that situation is if you're slowing, you're following a car. Otherwise, you would be maintaining your set speed. But then if the system turns off abruptly at perhaps 18 miles per hour, you're following a car and the perception, the experience of the driver, is that once that braking stops, you feel as though you're being propelled or accelerating into the back of the other car because the system has stopped braking. And so this could be a very dangerous situation for drivers who may not be expecting it, may not know this arbitrary 18 miles per hour. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and so we only tested systems that actually do bring you to a full stop
1: let let me actually take this a little bit farther with what has been my pet peeve <clears throat> and my pet peeve and may, and maybe I'm just I'm just stupid and you know that's probably true too, but any, <laughs> you know in my car okay I have I have adaptive cruise control okay if I'm if I'm slowing down because the traffic ahead of me is slowing down. And it does a beautiful job of doing, maintaining the speed, time to collision, whatever. And you know, the things that it monitors, it really is, it really does a great job. I, you know, if you ask me, you know, praise it. However, <laughs> you know, every, every time there's a praise, there's always, I a. Mean, if I tap the brake, because maybe I'm thinking, ah, you know, it's, I'd like to slow down a little bit more. It turns it off and that drives me nuts. And I have complained, I've written about it, I've done, of course, nobody listens to me. Why does it assume that because I tap the brake, it turns it off? Now, of course, that's a rhetorical question on my part. I think I know I've found the answer. The answer is one of whatever. Oh, in stupid cruise control, when it was only controlling the throttle, attaching the brake implies that I certainly don't want to be doing anything with the throttle and so uh, you turn off the throttle what's an easy way to turn off the throttle they turn off the whole damn thing okay but now these things do two things they either control the throttle and or the brake right or or i hope i hope they don't do both and whatever you know okay me touching the brake just means turn off the throttle Do not turn off the brake function. I mean, I may not be hitting the brake enough. I may need your help. You're supposed to be helping me. Why are you leaving me astray here and turning the whole thing off? Oh, that's the way you used to do it in in stupid cruise control. And you just extended that and did it. Oh, Whatever and didn't think or apparently it's in the Society of Automotive Engineers that that's what you're supposed to do. What is the matter with those guys?
2: Well, uh, I work very, very closely with many of the. Uh, um, I, I, I I I feel sorry for brilliant. you. I feel no, so, no, I they're brilliant, so. great people, but I, I think. Uh, we're we're probably going to get pretty deep here, but yes, um, I
1: we I want us to get deep because <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the only guy in the world that that yeah. taps a brake because because I just want a, the the acceleration function to go away. But please, uh, you know, I, I'm still you know interested in the braking function. T- talk to me here.
2: So one, I think it is rooted in legacy or or tradition of how regular cruise control or whatever you call it, dumb. Cruise control. In, in, stupid
1: cruise control. <laughs>
2: cruise control works. Um, but I I agree with you that that may not be the correct answer. And this is for a couple of reasons. First, I'm going to talk about lane keeping assist because this is a similar but newer system that doesn't have the legacy uh, traditions, right? Right. So lane keep assist, one of the most important safety aspects of link keeping assist is that the driver can steer collaboratively with the vehicle. Absolutely. I agree.
1: I I love it. I mean, it steers me around the corner. You know, I love it.
2: Right. So if you want to reposition your vehicle within the lane, because there's another car that's driving on the lane line next to you, or there's a pothole or any reason at all, you should be allowed. The system should stay on and allow you to steer around it and then when you're done steering it keep it's it's still on and then tries to center you again. Um, so that is absolutely important. So when we think of, of of adaptive cruise control it should it it does half of that. It allows you to apply additional throttle acceleration yes. Yes, to pass a vehicle and then when you let off the accelerator it resumes going back to doing what you had set it to do at its set speed much right. like lane keeping does and should
1: right can, can, but can it I'll only I'll does half the thing can i stop you there yep I, i've never t- tried this because i'm too scared okay <laughs> if i if i hit the gas and to like pass a vehicle go beyond the speed that i had mm-hmm. and all of a sudden is the automated emergency braking system still on? In case when I go out in that lane, oh my goodness, whoa, yipes, and it applies the brakes over and above my throttle. That's
2: an automated
1: emergency okay. braking system. Title.
2: That's a tricky. Talk one. to me. I don't know the answer to
1: Okay. All right. Money. Okay. We'll leave that up. We'll leave okay. But
2: it's but it's but I it's a it's a totally valid point. And I haven't done a whole lot of thinking about it, which I should and will now that you brought it up. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Because I think in with the automatic emergency braking AEB, um, it's still somewhat of a new feature, and it does have a lot of false activations because of the nature of which sensors and inputs it's using to make those decisions. It can be tricked by shadows or um, automated emergency
1: braking system? Really? I don't know. Yeah. You know, well, maybe. I mean, that's really bad for an automated emergency braking. I
2: agree. Because I agree. Uh, the automated emergency braking
1: system is saying, "Oh my God!" I I thought it was basically, you know, you're you're less than 1.6 seconds the collision based on the darn radar and type of thing, which is really somewhat reliable on the on the on the time to collision and then you know it. it Tightens the seat belt. It closes the windows. It brings a thing down so the engine doesn't take on at your your legs. It you know does all kinds. I, I mean. Uh, you know the poop hits the fan it's it, it's an automated emergency i have never i've never been there I've, I've luckily you know but apparently that's my understanding of that that's sort of a third piece on this thing besides the so so the,
2: that's, the, how, the, it's yeah, yeah. It's, that's how it's supposed to, to
1: work. Work. yeah 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 yeah, all that yeah. and i um, don't know how you guys test that either we, <laughs> have, <laughs> you know? we
2: have a foam car <laughs> that we uh try to actually not hit so <laughs> We really yeah. like it when AEB does work. And you
1: put a little metal in the foam car so to make sure the radar really does the ba- bouncing and all. Yeah, it Yeah, But if we do hit it, it's quite a pain yeah.
2: to put back together. So we
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah. But,
2: but again, yeah. you brought up radar twice now, so yeah. that is uh, one method of um, uh, obtaining yeah. information from a sensor. Not all of the cars have, use radar; some use cameras.
1: Yeah, I know. I, well, you, you, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming the camera ends up being as good, if it, not better, than the radar and so on. Whatever. Well, I hope so. Oh, all my friends because who do who do image processing and all that stuff better damn be be, be doing a good so, job there. You know. Oh, so
2: a lot of a lot Come of on good. Andros
1: at at, at Mobile Eye. <laughs> you know, you 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 know how to do this sucker, and 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 so does. Um, <laughs> go ahead.
2: A, a lot of the false activations are. Um, Uh, commonly on vehicles that use camera some use a combination of camera and radar but like I said um, shadows and things like that or a paper bag you know radar isn't going to pick up a shadow or uh, you know see a paper bag because there's no metal in it A a camera might and a camera might think that that's a rock or yeah, you know yeah, yeah. something well, else. So, hopefully
1: that yeah. whole thing is is not only looking at one image it's doing 30 times a second and so on and de- determining the flutter and on the flutter that the but yeah, yeah hey hopefully. we've got to get good I on this stuff <laughs> we've got to get good on this i mean we must be good i mean otherwise you're going to nail them. i mean you should <laughs> please we do. That's we what, do. yeah and, and you should
2: <laughs> in, in one of our yearly surveys that we put out um, it's all about the driver assist features and so we ask owners of uh vehicles that have these systems like aeb and they love to tell us all about false alarms and issues and you know positive things as well so i think um last year we had something like 72,000 survey responses so we have a ton of data on these things and so we are able to kind of find and identify those vehicles Mm -hmm. that are uh, having these pulse activations much more often. And then we can kind of look and see, you know, is that a camera or a radar system? And so it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. OK, so we're, let's see. We were <laughs> still on now on, uh, the tapping of the brakes and why why they why they decide to turn the darn thing off. Come on, you know, turn wow. off the acceleration function. Make me go and hit the throttle or, or do the jiggle or something to turn that back on. But man, I'm slowing down and and okay so i might whatever and so i'm phase out or something i still need the braking function to be there to help me if that's what you've been telling me you're helping me up to this point with braking and throttle i've told you i don't want to do this i think that that's what i've told you when i hit the hit the hit the hit the brake and Yeah, are all the systems that where is it just my car, man? I, you know,
2: all of the damn Mercedes. I mean, I don't
1: don't, know,
2: and I think it's a mismatch in you know using the system and, and it can change your expectations. And it, you know,
1: absolutely, yeah it's a mismatch and they sh- they should change it and the society of automotive engineers should back off and not say that this is a, you know somehow they don't want to intervene in the braking function because somehow you might get rear ended and i mean I, there are some ugly things in some of that s- stuff that I, let me let me touch on <laughs> freds let me touch on one other point that we're <laughs> here and then we'll get back to 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 you know Automation versus warning. Mm-hmm. Okay, where where do you think we should be on that on that spectrum? Okay, let me let me just tell you sort of where I am, and then please tell me how okay. wrong I am. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, we should be making these darn things so that if the car thinks we sh- I should stop, I should stop. Okay, it shouldn't just warn me and if it's and if it's if it's and and it shouldn't just oh maybe it, or whatever it should it should be good enough such that to do it not just hey maybe you should watch out i have found at least with with my own with 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 the, with the blind spot monitoring things my experience with those again bring personal experience which means nothing okay you know data point of one which isn't even a good data point you know those things really do seem to work be pretty damn well when that thing's beeping it i shouldn't be going and probably it shouldn't let me go okay but it beeps and so on and i respond pretty well to that one or something you know as a, as an entity but it probably shouldn't let me
2: so, yes, I have lots of. I'm thoughts. sure. I mean, no, loved it, loved it. Uh, you
1: know, because I mean, you're, you're you've been you've been dealing with it. I mean, this is this is this is the central piece of of one of the big things that Consumer Reports is doing, which I think is enormously valuable. Nits is not doing this. Okay, they have their five stars and five stars. They should have ten stars. and You know, they need five more stars. Never mind. Go ahead. Go. <laughs>
2: Um, No, I think using blind spot warning is a great example of this. It's um, a technology that we find, you know, over eighty percent of owners love this thing, and many, many of them say it's it's helped prevent a crash, like you said, if it's if it starts. Uh, Yeah, no,
1: absolutely, yeah, no.
2: And um, so yes, there's there's kind of two levels. So the blind spot warning is just that. So there is an indicator, you know that. Someone is in your blind spot, but if you're not intending to change the lanes, uh, change, you know, to a, an adjacent lane, then, um, it's pretty unintrusive. So even if it's activating all the time, that's fine because it's really kind of in your periphery, you may be checking your mirror, but you become used to kind of, you know, glazing over that, um, unless you need it. So that's one of the most important things to, to keep in mind is that it's unintrusive, but there when you need it. So um, in terms of uh, should it do something to prevent you from making that lane change if there is someone there, Um, this is (laughs) hard because the blind spot warning system is pretty good and accurate, Um, it's not perfect. Uh, So say you're in slower moving traffic, you know, there may be someone in your blind spot and you're trying to intentionally merge because, you know, there's an accident on the road and everyone needs to get into one lane. If there's someone in your blind spot, there's going to always be someone in your blind spot and heavy traffic like that. So if it prevents you from getting over, that's a little silly. So perhaps the solution is do it at a a higher speed. Okay. So, um, you know, there are some some situations where it could also, uh, you know, it wouldn't be good to, to prevent you from moving over. But blind spot again, is a pretty uh, robust and accurate system. So although I may say, yeah, you can do that with spot, I wouldn't necessarily say that with some of the other features like lane keeping, because they just aren't good enough yet. And so I, I don't think that they should be making 100% of the decisions. So, but going back to blind spot, there's kind of two methods out there right now in vehicles. One is it uses steering to try to, you know, prevent you from making that lane change and yes. some use braking. And in my personal experience, again, since we're going very personal here, I find the systems that uh, use braking, which I think may only be on the Mercedes right now. Yeah,
1: Mercedes, um, I know that does it. But yeah. it
2: does have it on Mercedes, right? That is a quite jarring system. Um, And I much prefer personally the steering wheel torque um, because it doesn't regulate my my speed. so I'm able to maintain my speed, which is important when you're making lane changes, right? Sometimes you even need to accelerate to make a lane change. Uh, and so providing braking is a little opposite counterintuitive to, to what I'm, I want.
1: Yeah, well, preventing may be be maybe, you know, overstatement. I don't mean preventing that you would have to apply additional torque on the steering wheel to to overcome it. You know, there's at least there's there's a secondary input coming in your hands that's saying, oh, my, you know, you, you know, then to keep keep you from doing it.
2: I, I sort agree. of I agree. That you
1: should be able to do anything. Right. I mean, hey, I'm. I'm come on, I'm, I. I still have some manhood <laughs> left here. Damn it! I mean, come on. Uh, of course. I right. mean, some of that. But 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 the resistance should be there and i sort of i agree with you with respect to the to the braking to to keep you within the lane uh, the the the, tor- the 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 steering motor uh uh steering is just so much better than 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 the than the braking thing i am I'm, I'm assuming that mercedes in the in the braking to keep you in the lane is is kind of um you know um, keeping that um, phasing that sort of thing out and so on so so forth and and with respect to you know crossing double lines and so on the system should know whether or not there's somebody coming the other way or somebody in the lane and if there isn't then what the heck is it i mean wh- who cares about the double line Okay, in some sense, I mean, you should be. It shouldn't be then jerking you around, because what does that do? That just uh, tells people where in hell heck's my wire cutter to cut the darn thing, you know, to, or flip the switch and turn it off, which gets us to another issue here. How easy should it be for 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 people to? turn these things on and turn these things off you know i mean should they come on automatically every time you turn on the key even if you turned it off before or should it remember that you you know turned it off or whatever what
2: you know that's a that's a harder question um because the safety systems are so so important and yes I, and I, they're often you know on and never used until you really need it and right. then they come on. Um and of course no one ever expects to need it. So if they yeah, of were to turn it off, that would be logical that people might do that because yeah, need-
1: I mean and uh, I forgot that I turned it off also. Right. Holy hell I right. turned it, I I I didn't I jeez I some I hit some keyboard keys here and my computer goes nuts and I yell at it all the time for doing that. I didn't mean to hit right. those keys. <laughs>
2: Right, so I think that um, automatic emergency braking and blind spot warning should be on all the time. Uh, You
1: turn you turn the ignition on, or uh, here I am turning the key. I guess people don't even do that anymore. I'm sorry, (laughs) I I, I am such I I am such I am such an old guy. What the hell? What am I doing here? I mean, you know, just go ahead.
2: So few cars now use use a key. So I I'll park a car and be like, and then I'll. Leave the key in the ignition, like
1: <laughs> I leave a total the car. dummy. I leave because... the car running. I left the car. <laughs> yeah. I left the car. I've gone in and had lunch, and the damn I come back and it's on, <laughs> uh, parked outside. The, never, well, it's, it's I get it. So Sorry. Bad. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I think that um, those types of, of safety systems that are, again, you know, fairly robust and and perform well uh should stay on but things like lane departure warning or the lane keeping things like that that again from the report you can see it there's you know it's across the board it's across performing well and not and so i think if you turn those off they should stay off
1: yeah 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 I, i i i tend to agree but darn it why don't they make them well what is the matter with these guys i'll blame it on the guys i mean if there were more gals in there it would work well wouldn't they never mind we won't go down that one well that's actually
2: a good discussion because why don't they make them well i think that there's kind of two different approaches right now and one is to make them well um and you know it's not extremely hard to color within the lane lines, right? You can, you can stay inside those boundaries pretty easily. And so there have been some very intentional decisions within these companies to not have a system like that as a supplement for keeping the driver engaged, right? So if it's a crappy system, you're not going to check out. And, and you don't
1: say wait are you joking? I mean oh that we're going to whack the person by letting them no go ahead. No, I, uh, I, I, mean, okay yes uh, no
2: I, I I get the rationale right? I and don't, but actually go ahead. For, for a little <laughs> while I agreed with it, you know, because safety is is so important, right? Like the performance and and capabilities of these systems is one thing, but consumer reports, we we care we double down on safety, right? So yeah, that absolutely. rationale is acceptable in my book. But what we've learned over the past couple of years from those surveys that I was mentioning and, and, and lots of discussions within the industry is that people don't like these systems that don't perform well because they think it's broken. They, they don't like that it's inconsistent because some of them, again, that arbitrary speed doesn't work until you hit 38 miles per hour or something, right? And so if you're teetering around 40 miles per hour, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't but how would you know it's 38, right? Um, So people don't like that they're inconsistent and they don't perform well. And if you're gonna have a system on a car that's trying to keep you in the lane, keep you in the lane. And so what we've learned is that people are really looking for lane centering type systems. but that means that people are more likely to to check out, right? So you can become over-reliant on a system that performs well. So we now are advocating for you know create these lane keeping systems, but you absolutely must have a mechanism in place to ensure that the driver is ready and able to take over control at any moment. We know the driver is responsible legally, um, and they they need to be able to do that. And it's human nature to become complacent. It's a super boring task to monitor an automated machine. And so it's, I think the, the responsibility of the manufacturers if they're equipping their vehicles with a good performing highly competent lane keeping system, then they need to have driver monitoring also.
1: I, I, I of course absolutely agree you've got to keep the the driver engaged in the task uh, whether or not you have to make sure that they're digging a trench while they're in to keep them engaged in the in a task is not necessarily i don't know i mean they give us corinthian leather and and you know comfort of whatever and da automatic transmission so we don't have to put a clutch in and and double clutch it into second gear to keep us you know i mean you know they've they've taken a lot of the engagement piece already out of it uh they've made it super easy with power steering and all this other stuff so they i don't don't want them to run and say, oh, my goodness, if we keep you in the lane, uh, we'd, we're we going to make sure that you have to do the work of keeping you in the lane just to keep you engaged. I mean, I don't think it follows. I mean, you know, maybe, but it's, it's a stretch. But absolutely, you have to find. I mean, I've. I think that the, what Cadillac came up with with uh, with uh, their um, their their system and, and eye tracker. Absolutely. You know, if you're if you're going if you're going to want to use the toy, you you, you have to remain responsible. You, right. you can't you can't be irresponsible. You can't hop in the back seat. I mean, cut it out. You can't go to sleep. Cut it out. And nobody should even be. It, it, it should be no absolute no because because then that affects me if you do that sorry i I agree
2: yeah you're
1: you're endangering me the hell with you i mean i'm there are
2: other people on the road i know
1: (laughs) there are other people there there are other people along the road there are other people's property along the road there come on how can you be that
2: come on yeah i so the the Eye tracker, the infrared camera that Cadillac is using, is great because at a minimum, it makes sure that I'm not a, asleep. Right? It makes <laughs> sure I'm awake and generally looking right. towards the forward roadway. And
1: if, it's, you, if, not, if you, it's not
2: perfect, it's you can trick it still. I've seen and heard tons of people. You know, they mount their cell phone on top of the the instrument cluster, and so
1: great. Okay. I know okay, it you're, okay, it's not perfect, right.
2: but at a minimum. Hey. You're awake,
1: but if you have over-the-air updating of the darn thing, you can each time they do that, and it's you know you sort of go and catch up to them. They do that again. You pull the car over to the side of the road. You stop. You say you want to use it anymore. Get a note from your mother. You know, <laughs> sit in the corner with your dunce cap for two hours, and then get a note from your mother, and then whatever. And other, otherwise, you don't get to you don't get to use it. Okay, you just. It, I mean it's. I, I don't. Do we need NHTSA to do that? Do we need regulation to do that? Yeah. Or, damn it. NHTSA, no, NHTSA no, they shouldn't need it. to do that. No, they, they should the, have the the to do that. The manufacturer should be responsible. You should hold I the agree. manufacturer responsible. Set. You don't do that for your system. It doesn't deserve a good rating from, from Consumer Reports. So that's, I'm that's, at the that's hell with we're you. We're not with you, right? Which that's, is where you where are. That's where we're headed. Because and what I said, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: We, it, these aren't in the ratings right now, but that component of driver monitoring is so utterly important that that's, that's what's going to, you know, send us over the, the threshold to include systems, vehicles that have driver monitoring um, in them and, and put that in the overall score. But I, I do think that, that there needs to be some government regulation on this, because as you can see, almost every vehicle, every manufacturer on the market right now, you can get the system how many have driver monitoring? Very, very few. And they're, well, really, I guess the only they're working to improve them because everyone wants to win this self driving race and they're not looking at driver monitoring. I think the government a, needs to step in and require this to get the industry moving fast.
1: Kelly, you're selling yourself short. You guys. Are- <laughs> no, no, seriously. I mean, seriously. You, you do influence car buying. I mean, no, not about it. Okay. You've influenced, hey, everybody. I mean, I've for forever, forever since I've been buying cars, I've, you know, it's always, no, seriously. And and, and it's good that, that you're there. And I have another one that you need to be good on as soon as Fred gets in. And, and <laughs> well, interrup- I, want, I wanted to ask yeah, you, yeah, Kelly, yeah.
0: that, uh, you know, you were talking about the systems for manufacturers throughout these ratings, but there's one that actually got a top score in your ratings that uh, is after market. Tell me about that.
2: Yes. So this, uh, I, I'm going to start this off by saying we published a consumer article a few weeks before this report came out last week and this system was not included in that initial report. Um, but we decided to go ahead and put it in this industry report because we feel that the industry can take some cues and learn some lessons from this device. So again, prerequisite, um, we aren't recommending consumers, people go out and purchase an aftermarket device such as this that can change some of the characteristics of, of your vehicle's behavior. You have to plug it into the OBD um, with the Toyota Corolla that we installed it in. You actually have to splice it into the camera above, in the, behind the rear view mirror. And so, you know, we're not recommending it at this point that consumers go out and do that. Okay, great. Now that I've said that. <laughs> um, again, we included this in the industry report because it performed really, really well and had many of the safety systems. That we're looking for. So, the, the next two um, runner ups to this vehicle, to this system, the Comma AI, uh, were Cadillac and Tesla. So, those systems both perform well. The Cadillac, again, has a driver monitoring system. The Tesla does not, but the Tesla actually slightly outperforms both the Cadillac and this Comma AI, uh, Comma 2 device. Um, but the Comma 2, has a driver monitoring camera that is looking at the driver, is very responsive at detecting whether the driver is paying attention or not, um, and will go ahead and start slowing the vehicle to a stop if it's detected that the driver is not paying attention. Um, and it's it's fairly easy to use, it's kind of plug and play. Um, so basically we wanted to kind of call out this device that costs $1,000 with the full package, with all the installation equipment you need, 10 minutes to install it. And why aren't the other manufacturers that have all of this automotive experience in in making cars and, and designing these systems, why aren't they doing some of these things that this very small startup is able to do effectively? Why aren't they putting in a driver monitoring camera? This device has one. Why aren't they, uh, you know, making a good lane keeping system that keeps the car in the lane? This little device does that. So there's really no excuse for why any of the larger automakers can't get better scores in all of the categories if this little thousand dollar aftermarket device can do those things.
0: And comes Mm -hmm. out on top in your your rankings. Yeah, I
1: mean, let me, yeah, I'm... I'm am somewhat um, I'm somewhat jealous uh, personally of of what Comma AI. Dot AI has done here uh, because in fact you know for a while I was sort of looking at the aftermarket space to 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 do exactly what Comma AI. Dot AI has done and has done a done a really good job. I I you know I I, I hope I hope that. You know, one one of the OEMs should buy the damn thing, whatever or something or, or, or yeah. license a product or something like that. The, part of the problem with 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 trying to do it as a small startup um, um, outside the industry uh, in the aftermarket world is that is that if anything happens to any of the cars that have this, then poor AI gets dragged in
2: so and whether or not, there's not a you, caveat you, there uh, yeah yeah so so this device and and talking with George Hotz the the creator of this yeah, yeah. um he he's developed this framework that uses open source software right yeah. you can yeah. go on github and download this so yeah. yes an automaker should snap this up and buy it but they don't even need to yeah. the, the 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 plans are on the internet that they yeah. can go and get so again another uh, reason yeah, I mean, uh,
1: yeah, that's even easier mm-hmm. for that's even easier for him. Though, I mean, the, 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 I hope it doesn't happen to him. But for him, I hope that of the, any, the, the, and any if if, you, if if you get if you get dragged into whatever happens in that kind of situation, uh, you almost can't afford the, the the legal services that you have to do to protect yourself and you know for all those things. So, I hope. I hope he, he's found a way to, to be able to get away from that caveat because in fact, you know, to me, you know, that kind of approach uh, to doing this allows one to go to the used car fleet and completely upgrade the used car fleet safety wise. So if, you, if one is really looking at accelerating penetration into the world, of these safety devices, one could wait for people to buy new cars with them on, and what a da da. Mm-hmm. But with this, you can go penetrate everything that's out there now.
0: So, so there, there are enormous
1: of, opportunities, of- I think. But talk to me. Maybe I, I don't see it well. Maybe, maybe I'm not seeing it well.
2: So one caveat is that the um, the vehicle itself needs to allow for this device to. Have enough freedom in the the steering torque and uh command over the accelerator and brake pedals I know, absolutely or we, we
1: even have a, a electric a steering a steering motor on there and that's right. that's a relatively new innovation and, and surprisingly at least my understanding as to why the auto manufacturers put Put in uh, an electric motor power steering unit in any car was because they apparently got one mile per gallon uh, benefit in, in fuel economy of using an electric motor as opposed to the whatever you know power steering units that they want. So so the the movement to even have something that you can control that would put enough torque to be able to steer it from a computer as opposed to you know what whatever. But at least there exists some amount of vehicles out there in the used car fleet on the road today that could almost trivially, as you point out, be upgraded safety-wise with these with these kinds of systems. And these I think IIHS and whatever has shown that in fact these do have safety, fundamental safety implications. And personally, I'm surprised that the insurance industry hasn't gone out there and basically subsidized, invested, pushed, uh, said that you own a vehicle that has the capability to have this this thing put on. If you put this thing on your vehicle, we will give you whatever. We'll pay for it. The, they can pay for them. They can pay for it. Depending on how bad of a driver you are, which, of course, you're not. They can pay for the damn thing and be more profitable.
2: i know fred wants to break in i mean
1: mean, we're into it now
0: well it's it's, it's certainly a great concept and 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 really interesting and we're going to be back with more specifics on the consumer reports rankings but first this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor the smart etfs smart transportation and technology etf symbol m-o-t-o to get more info head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, check out the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. Lots of information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, as you may know, can be a smart way to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The site, once again, is motoetf.com. We are back with Kelly Funkhauser with Consumer Reports. Kelly, let's finally take a look at at how well automakers did in your in your ratings for active driving assistance systems. You mentioned a couple.
2: Yeah. So so just to start at the top, this device we've been talking about um, just now came out on top. Um, but we also don't recommend at this point for consumers to necessarily go out and purchase this device and, and stick it on their car. Uh, although it was quite a thrilling experience to basically have a self-driving Corolla. Um, <laughs> it's a, you know, so it, it, this device really was meant to uh, provoke the industry to try to take some steps forward in advancement of their their own systems. Um, so you know who came out second, that's uh, Cadillac Super Cruise. And they they came out on top of our list two years ago when we did the the first ratings of these systems. Um, and they per- the performance is, is up there in terms of doing a good job at lane keeping and adaptive cruise control. Um, but what puts them over the edge is the driver monitoring, which the third place in this industry report is Tesla. So Tesla, outperforms Cadillac slightly. It just has a slight edge in terms of the performance of it. Um, But it's lacking the driver monitoring system at all um, and doesn't allow for collaborative steering. So that's a big issue because it creates this mental model for the driver of either the system has it or I have it. And it's not a teamwork and so that can lead to more complacency and over reliance on the system because it's like okay you got it or I have it we're not doing this together and it may even um, make some drivers hesitant to take over if they need to and they may find themselves in some riskier situations where like I said if you want to reposition in a lane to um, you know avoid a car that's kind of hovering on on the lane line um, you may not want to do that because what happens is the steering assist, the auto steer in Tesla turns off. And it seems like a small thing, but if that happens frequently, then it becomes quite a frustration and annoyance to have to keep turning that back on. And so the the easier option is to, you know, perhaps just let the system do its thing and see if it makes it. So that's, that's not very good.
1: Yeah. My, 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 you know, for whatever it it, is, it means i i really appreciate the you pointing out those fundamental differences and and the fundamental uh, mental state that one puts you into versus the other i i i totally agree with you on that my only complaint with respect to the gm system is how can they only put it on one model? I mean, come on, GM, you have you've, you've developed such a good system. How can you keep you know people who buy Chevrolet from having this? I mean, come on, GM, um,
2: anyway. yeah, yeah, they, they have and, and you aren't able to purchase a vehicle right now that, that has super Cruise on it. They do have plans to put it into many, many more vehicles soon but that soon keeps changing.
1: And I know COVID, you know, delayed a lot of things. Oh, Um, come on. You know, the, come on GM. I mean, that's, that's just such a, it's, 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 you know, it's gotta be deeper than that. It has, for some reason, they don't see the financial value of doing this. They don't think that they can sell more cars. It's not a, it's not a, it's not chrome. It's not a fin. It's not Corinthian leather. Darn it, GM! Come on, go 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 to the Mad Men on Madison Avenue and turn them around.
2: Yeah, I, I think that it, it may come around to bite them because, as you can see, you can get these systems on almost every brand out there, and a lot of the other systems. So, following um Tesla is the the Ford and Lincoln system and then Audi and then Mercedes-Benz and the Subaru then Hyundai which is actually a phenomenal system as well all of these other manufacturers are really kind of nipping at the heels of Tesla and Cadillac and so if they if they don't step up their game then they may be outrun
1: yeah, and it may even seem I don't know. I did go to a Subaru dealer not uh, some time ago, but not too long ago, and it seemed like they were actually trying to sell these kind of the, the the eyesight system and promote it. And and Hyundai is coming out, and and I think uh, hopefully. Hopefully some folks are really going to see that this is really something that helps them sell cars to people. Why? Because it's treating your customer better, isn't it? I mean, why why isn't GM treating its customer better here, huh?
2: Yeah, and actually, uh, we just mentioned Hyundai, and I want to point out one thing that I really like about them that's pretty unique, is that they are pretty much the only one right now that allows the driver to decide how much and what level of driver assist they want. So most of the other systems link both adaptive cruise control and lane keeping together. And most of the time they use a single control. So you push that button and you have adaptive cruise control and you have lane keeping. But Hyundai keeps those two features separate. So if you only want the lane keeping, you can turn that on without the adaptive cruise control. If you want the adaptive cruise control, you can turn that on without the lane keep, you can turn on both simultaneously. And this is again, important fundamentally because cognitively you're disassociating these two functions from being a full system, right? Whereas the other vehicles are saying, this is a system, these two features are linked together and now it's doing speed and lane and, it's, you know, level two or or whatever you want to call it, right?
1: Yeah, no, I don't want to call it level two, you know.
2: No, no, I don't. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You're sort of hinting at it, Kelly, but you did come out. uh, I guess this is one example, but you do have some recommendations here as well in this report.
2: Right, and that's one of them is to keep these two features independent and control and the driver should be able to control them independently as well to uh, kind of step back that mental model of of this combination of these two features I don't know why that decision was made but everyone's kind of jumped on that ship and, and is doing that model but but Hyundai is not and they they, uh, I wanted to point them out for that because I think the rest of the industry should do that. Yeah, and,
1: and I'd like to also put the recommendation in there. If I tap my brake, don't turn off my braking <laughs> function. Darn it. Come on. I mean, you know, I, yeah, please. Uh, anyway. Well, what, uh, what are
0: some of your other recommendations? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I got it in twice. I mean, come on. So, yeah. Sorry, Kelly. I'm, no, I'm, yeah. you know. um,
2: I mean, so number one is, is driver monitoring. If you're going to have, a vehicle, yeah. a system with lane Absolutely these, Driver monitoring is your responsibility as an automaker to do so.
1: Yeah, and if you don't, turn it off, okay? Or, you know, pull them over to the side, slow them down, do whatever, da 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 da, da and, and then say, we need a note from your mother, okay? So, I, mean, so you know.
2: <laughs> I, I agree that, that what I just explained is the yeah. minimum. Yeah, 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 I, think, I yeah. think that even the Cadillac system with the infrared can be improved because it can be tricked, right? And and uh, you know a, a quick lookup satisfies the system, the warning system to turn off, and then it gives you a few more seconds again before it'll do yeah. it again. You know what what really would matter and and um, be important is to detect you know kind of your scanning and gaze and fixation pattern because that is more indicative of actually paying attention than trying to satisfy this warning so yep. yes at a minimum super crew yep. is kind of doing its thing there needs to be more so absolutely but the industry is clearly not even there yet so i'm like trying to give baby steps so um that's number one um and then uh the driver again needs to be able to collaborate with the system whether that's through alan's recommendation of uh, don't turn off ACC if I hit the brakes um, and, and also with the um, you know throttle to pass the vehicle, don't turn off the ACC, but also with the lane keeping. Now this is a little bit tricky so I'll try to get it out clearly but if let me know if you don't get it. Um, so some of these systems have what we call a standby mode. So you may turn the lane keeping assist system on and even Cadillac has this and actually Cadillac is one of the worst offenders in this one is if I then do decide to collaboratively steer to to reposition the vehicle or go around a pothole, it goes into standby. We just talked about how these systems should immediately try to recenter you. Cadillac doesn't do this. And it's quite finicky then to get it out of standby and in, back into the active mode again because it's you know very particular more than more than most vehicles. Now why this is important is because it is identifying who is in control. Is it the car or is it the driver? If the driver turns something on, it should stay on. What happens in these systems with standby is that now the vehicle is saying, I'm, on, I'm, I'm in standby and now I'm on. And then now I'm off and now I'm on. And so it creates this idea that the system now is sporadic, inconsistent, what do I have to do to get this thing back on? And it may draw your attention down to perhaps a small little icon in the instrument cluster of, you know, it's changing from blue to green or gray to green, something like that of it's active or it's in standby. So now your eyes are off the road. You're- and it's not
1: on that so little green thing that the, the GM put on the steering wheel, which is so really- cool. where it
2: goes yeah. to blue, right? Yeah. But it's finicky now. But the and other I- one is
1: down there where you go down there, what the hell's going on, right?
2: so any effort that is that is drawing my both either visual and and or cognitive attention to trying to satisfy a system or get the system to do its thing is less time that I am cognitively or visually looking outside and scanning and maintaining situational awareness because we can't do both of those things at the same time and so a system should be on and stay on so that I can pay attention to the road and it will reliably attempt to recenter me after I take my hands off or, or, you know, have completed a maneuver. And so this is kind of a, a a new recommendation that we put into this, um, this report for the first time. But I think that it's actually one of the most important things. So Cadillac and Tesla at the top are two offenders of this Tesla, um, immediately shuts off, which, is actually better than the Cadillac method of going in a standby because you know it's either on or it's off, but it doesn't allow you to reposition and all the things we talked about earlier. So a lot of the systems um, that are kind of middling in the, the rankings of uh, performance have this um, tolerance where the system will stay active if you're within the lane lines and then maybe only goes to the standby, which again shouldn't exist at all, but at least some of them have a tolerance to, to uh, stay on if you're within the lane lines, but some will go to standby if you cross them.
1: But, but Kelly, I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand, okay? <laughs> I, I don't understand, I mean, I have my hands on the steering wheel. I turn it to avoid. void, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It should be that still trying to keep me centered, but no. not with a whole heck of a lot of force such that Absolutely. I can easily go around it. And then if I, you know, and if I let go, then it should just, you know, it should be, it should realize that I let go. I want you to do it, right? Or I, I'm, I'm touching you know. it lightly. Why? Can we blame this on the Society of Automotive Engineers too, <laughs> please? I mean, it must be. It must be. They must have. And you can't get their stuff because you got to be a member, and I refuse. To be, no, they wouldn't allow me. I don't qualify. So whatever. Ne- never mind. Or, Especially
0: you know. not after today.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I well, first of all, sense. I yell at their levels, <laughs> and now I yell at the, you know whatever. No, i no. I mean, are you, Isn't that shouldn't talk to me well I think that's what (laughs) Kelly's been saying
0: I think so right
2: yeah I I don't think that there's a standard um but someone if you're listening please correct me if I'm wrong on that but we do see the the variation in the amount of resistance or torque in the systems and some of them kind of um have like a gutter right where they ramp up yeah sure resistance and and I like that a lot but those that are you know have a lot of resistance when I'm trying to make a small move or or something like that it can be jarring
1: yeah no so I mean you, a lot of people can do research on that they get tables curves and all that stuff people figure out the right. but it would just seem to be fundamentally the way this thing should operate I mean it it, it you know if if I want to be there I'm turning otherwise I'll turn it off right okay. If I've turned it off, then it's off. Da, 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 da. I'll turn it back on. Now, it should be a co it should be a cooperative thing. We should be in it together. And if I take my foot off the gas, and I take my foot off the brake, and I take my hand off off the then I'm saying do it. If I touch the the brake, turn off the gas. If I touch the gas. Uh, don't turn off the brake, because <laughs> because the brake the brake helps me, and I may not know what the hell I'm doing with the gas. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, you, you get my gist on that one, right. Kelly?
0: Right. Kelly, before we wrap up, I think yep. maybe uh, maybe you want to throw in a couple of words for our viewers and listeners, and really to the general public about how important all of this technology is today. I mean, it wasn't very long ago when none of this existed. What does it mean?
2: So this report, we specifically only included adaptive cruise control and lane keeping assist. We did not include some of those safety systems that we mentioned earlier, like blind spot warning and automatic emergency braking, any of those things, because we wanted to keep these two features a little bit separate. And so it's important to realize that these right now, there's actually no data to to isolate lane keeping assist and adaptive cruise control to show that they are in fact safety systems. So the data that's out there that may hint at this um, or some may interpret as being, you know, these are safety systems haven't been isolated from those other actual safety systems like AEB and blind spot warning. Um, so those two and, and some of the other safety systems are very effective at, at reducing uh, injury and, and crash and all of that and so These systems right now we consider convenient systems that are there to make driving less stressful or or easier, more convenient, right? And so we're not recommending anyone at this point go out and, and seek out these features with the intention of expecting these to be safety systems. So.
1: i think you're selling yourself short okay <laughs> i mean the the number of, of of crashes lane departure crashes that exist or who who knows what i mean you can go through that the number of tree strikes and number the
2: potential yeah, faces, yeah, you know i and, and and that, that's
1: what that's what that's what the steering. Now, how many of those things do that, and da da da, and so on, so forth, and really getting the correlation. I don't know, but if it's keeping you in your lane, I mean, what what's driving? Stay in the lane. Don't hit anything in front of you. The intelligent piece bit. of the intelligent piece of cruise control is really important, so you don't run up somebody's behind. Okay, which right. is a, what stupid. Stupid cruise control uh, lets you do if, if in case you, you, you know, you zone out, which, you know, we're going to, people are going to, if you, if I misbehave and text in my car, damn it, you know, I run up. And so it is a safety feature. I, I, I think you're selling yourself short. Uh, I, 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 I think
2: that it's potentially a safety feature okay. because yeah. of those things you said, that lane deviation and road departure type of accidents are, are pretty high numbers. And of course, we want to reduce those. Um, I'm saying the data is not there, and we base a lot of the things, almost everything we do, on data. Data, okay. okay. And, right. and, um, and because I, of, uh, you know, in this report, you can see there's a few systems that are able to actually keep the vehicle in the lane. No one was perfect. Not, oh, yeah, not Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Not Cadillac. Yeah. Not even Common AI. In my know, system okay. on
1: my car is terrible, so whatever. Go ahead, but yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So. So until there is even a sufficient amount of vehicles that have a very capable and high performing lane keeping systems, we won't even begin to be able to collect those data. And so it's, it's still going to be a little ways out. These systems have a lot to do to improve. Number one, they need to have driver monitoring. And then we'll look at also the, the capability and performance.
0: Well, Fred, Fred. Can
1: I do one sure. more, one more? Since I have her here, I just love to hear her opinion on this or whatever. If we could spend another minute, that sorry, sure. I'm, really, no minute. I'm really, I'm <laughs> really abusing you, Kelly. I'm That's sorry. Okay. No, I, right. I, love this. Um, I often make the statement when I when I give talks and so on. I don't think I've ever driven and seen a sign along the road that encouraged me to use either even my stupid cruise control or my intelligent cruise control. Are these systems so bad that there's no whatever road agency da, da, de, da, 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 that might if you've got them, you know, with it, what, what's the thing? If you've got it, smoke it and that, what, use it. Uh,
2: <laughs> again, what, again, what? going back to, I, I don't think we're there yet to say that these are safety systems. And therefore, I don't think that especially a government agency should be promoting even use or, or getting them on a vehicle right now. Eventually, I think so because of the potential for safety implications but what
1: about the environment i mean if i drive at a constant speed <laughs> the amount that i heat up the planet is less than if i do one of these guys in speed no yeah, whatever I, I, not, not I, even those not but, even the tree huggers are out there doing it no this, oh this
2: my. Year, we've we've rolled back Emissions standards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, no,
1: I know. I, know. I, I, just, right <laughs> I know. I just no. I I know. I I mean. I it just. I, I think it smooths out traffic. It makes everybody. I also. I've a long time ago. I I talking that. That's of course nobody listens to me. I always thought that if you turned on your cruise control, you should have a light go on in your car someplace that identifies you, as being of driver type, using cruise control. We're all different driver types, okay? We, we we sort of you know they're the left lane hog, or, you know, hang hang in the left lane, go slow. They're the fast ones. They're the people pass on the right. Left. We, we all have different driving behaviors. Uh, we we have sort of the constant depression of this of the gas pedal driving behavior that gets you slow, slow, you know, do that, you know. If you're in cruise control, that is a driver behavior that should be known to the drivers around you. Why not? Why is it that we make it? We hide that. What's what's the problem? If I, if I know you're on cruise control, uh, the way I argue, if I know you're on cruise control, I'm on cruise control and we're sort of like, you know, then, you know, I might just, you know, say, hey, we're both on, who cares, you know, half a mile down or whatever the hell I set the damn thing on, I have intelligent cruise control, I'm going to be, da, da, da. It, but I don't know that you are, why, because you, it, I don't know. And, and darn it. You know, I just and they told me, well, you can't have additional lights out there because you'll look like a police car. I don't know what kind of garbage that you know excuse. I and we didn't do a findings of a you know went through you know four years. Um, I did ask I think
2: that's, Nathan the that's use
1: about yeah. that one, and he, he sort of t- took me to task on it. So, but <laughs> no, I think
2: that's a very interesting uh, idea, and I think that's a great place to leave it, so that I can it <laughs> and think about it, and then we'll do the Yes, again, I, I,
1: I don't it. know. Anyway, there's something <laughs> put it in there. I I just think yeah. it would be, I don't know what we're hiding. There's
2: got to be pros and cons, and I will. Yeah, and I don't. I I really problems. haven't
1: heard the cons, but. but <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to hear them anyway. Fred. Right.
2: <laughs> well, Kelly, Kelly ideas. <laughs>
0: we really appreciate you taking all this time with us and <laughs> yeah. really appreciate the great work that, that yeah, you no, and Consumer absolutely. Reports, it's so important, the, the work that you've been doing there. So thank you.
1: Thank you. That. And it's, uh, hopefully we had a little fun doing it and whatever, absolutely. but it's, this is very serious business. Okay. And, and the overall
0: and, website uh, is consumerreports.org. Anyway,
1: anyway thank you course. so very much, Kelly.
0: <laughs> thank you. And well, thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts, your smart speaker can play us. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you so much for watching or listening, and please continue to stay safe.
1: Yes, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And, you know, be careful out there. This, I mean... <sighs>